Hey guys, welcome to the Boning Soul Podcast. Thanks for joining me again. Okay, so we are close, at least in Minnesota, we are close to opener here. Um, we, uh, I'm recording this on the 13th. Yeah, Tuesday the 13th. Yeah, so it might be released tonight, maybe tomorrow, I'm not sure, but uh, pretty fresh. And we open here for um, a small game and deer archery on Saturday, which is the 17th, I believe, 17th or 18th, 17th, I think. Anyway, pretty close. Now, of course, I'm not going to be able to go, as usual. Um, I am working, so I work weekends, as you, some of you guys may know. I work Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all day, 12 hours. Um, and then, you know, good thing, I got a promotion at work, so I'm actually... Uh, I'm gonna have to be there more now though so I'm, I'm typically doing an extra day um, or I have to do an extra day sometime like a six to noon six to two kind of shift uh, somewhere midweek uh, to do other kind of uh, you know duties there that which is which is great I'm, I'm really grateful for that but uh, yeah it's gonna cut in on uh, on hunting time that and I'm also uh, helping out a buddy helping well, I'm helping out I'm actually working for him um, on the off days maybe like Tuesdays and Thursdays or whatever here and there um he's got a local uh, like a butcher shop over here deli that kind of thing and that's right up my alley i love i love doing that kind of stuff so um just extra cash extra you know way to uh just you know be busy spend the day that kind of stuff so i'm doing that and then of course you know my daughter's got some extracurricular activities so now she's getting older so she's getting into more after school activities and stuff uh so monday nights wednesday nights they're also kind of booked up uh, no goes for me. So I'm really struggling to find like a free day or a free morning, a free afternoon to actually be able to go hunting this year. This is, um, all of a sudden it kind of snuck up on me and I realized I kind of painted myself into a corner like, Oh, you know, man, I'm, this is going to be last year, last year I was relegated to walking around, you know, midday, 10 to two kind of thing. And I think this year is going to be worse. I don't know. We'll see. But, um, you know, there's uh, you know, there, there's more to life than all that, obviously. But I, I'm going to try and eke out as much hunting time as I can here and there. I'm just uh, just not sure how that's going to shape up just yet. But, you know, either way, I don't care. The season starts. The season starts uh, coming, like I said, this Saturday. And basically, you know, deer goes all the way through end of December. And then small game goes all the way through the end of February. So I'm pretty psyched about that. Uh, long season. I just want to go out. I like walking around, shooting stuff. Um, I love stump shooting. I love roaming around. I love small game hunting. I love chasing after everything. I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to try out more stuff like I've talked about here with, uh, you know, with, with my bows here, with my, um, my tree stand and climbing setup and that kind of thing. So I'm psyched. I'm really psyched about it. So what else is, uh, what else is new? So I've been sharpening all these broadheads. They're all ready to go. Um, I've got some more on the way too. So I got some swamp sharks that uh that I, that I want to put on here and I actually got them pretty damn sharp I had I had issues in the in the past before I tried using that stupid Rada wheel before I know a lot of you guys love that that thing I can't stand that Rada wheel first of all it puts a convex or concave rather um a point which is uh kind of weak and it tends to not be straight and I can never get you know razor sharp edge off of those things I I hate that I hate that tool I hate it with a passion some of you guys think it's the greatest thing ever good for you but I I cannot stand that tool um it, it completely messes up that edge and it's hard to get a fine deburred edge with that now some of you're going to disagree and you're going to have like hair popping uh, videos and things like that. I know guys do it. I'm just not one of them, but I got really good with just a six inch, uh, flat, 
mill bastard file that I use on my Zwickies. Now the Zwickies I can get hair popping. I mean I genuinely like I can shave with those things. Uh, on the Simmons you kind of have to have a little bit of um, I'm just gonna say you just gotta have have to have a little bit of skill, and it took a while, but you can actually like like work that file in a in a long curving kind of stroke along that that concave, uh, 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 not not the blade edge concave like you do with the rod. I'm, I'm talking about the actual curved curvature of a curved broadhead like a like a swamp shark or something, um, and I can get them pretty damn sharp. Uh, not quite the same as you know like like I said hair popping shaving. Uh, as the uh, as wikis I can, but I mean they're they're pretty damn sharp. I mean I'm I'm more than more than good enough uh, g genuinely to, uh, to to feel confident and say yeah these are these are hunt like more than hunt ready. So um, kind of like those uh, I I want I want to give those a try. They should they fly really well. And uh, let's see what else. Oh so today I ordered uh, wood arrows. I actually uh, called up. Uh, uh, Mindy uh, Gibson. I had him on, you know, Carrie and Mindy. I had him on last episode, I believe it was. Um, yeah. And uh, they're up in Canada. So I ordered some strings from her. And then I also decided, well, you know what? I really want to like just dabble in shooting wood arrows out of my, my ASL, uh, out of the St. Patrick Lake. And I don't want to go quite into like making them and, 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 you know, uh, tapering them and cresting them and all this other terminology that I have, I don't even understand. Like she had to explain to me what crown dipping was today. Um, so I'm just going to order up. I, I just ordered up a dozen and said, okay, look, I'm just going to, here's my specs. Here's what I think will work. You know, what do you think? And she's coming up with them. So I literally just ordered them tonight. So we'll see what that happens. Um, how, how they, uh, how, how they fly. Of course, I'm, Getting moving back away from the aluminums. That was fun to try for a while. I got a bunch of them here. Um, some of you have been interested, in, but but have not really pulled the trigger. I'm kind of bundling all of them um, and selling them relatively cheap because you know by the time you pay for shipping, um, you know shipping alone is going to be like. Well, hell, with, with, the, with the United States Postal Service, I mean you get an extra fifteen bucks just just for the package alone, and then you pay for the regular shipping on it right so i mean it's going to be every bit of like 20 25 bucks minimum just just to ship them so um whoever gets these they're just going to get the entire kit and caboodle i've got the 500 spine and 600 spine so anyway shoot shoot me a shoot me a message if you guys are interested um but for everything else i've pretty much gone back to the gold tip traditionals um it's a known commodity i know how to work with them i've shot them for a long, for forever uh they're super super tough and um yeah so the wood the wood arrow thing i just want to try just 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 to see just to see uh but i'm not fully committed to going down the uh, building them um, and cresting them and painting them and doing all the other fancy stuff with them rabbit hole just yet so um, all right so speaking of craftsmanship and uh, building stuff and putting out quality uh, quality products so today's episode um, is with uh, Tracy and David Bolowski of St. Joe River Bows so um, they've been building bows for quite a while right so they've got an incredible reputation um you know they're they're one of the ones that have been around uh their name comes up a lot uh tracy i built my daughter a um, uh, a longbow here uh she got it for her birthday which was i don't know just a few months back or whatever so she's been shooting that beautiful she's got wood arrows to go with it kind of thing it's hanging up right now i'm looking at it so um you know and, and there are some people that i wanted to have on the on the show anyway regardless it's just you know it takes so it takes a long time to kind of kind of get around to everybody you want to talk to um so the audio on this one i'm going to say by the way is was not the best 
um, we had to do uh, Skype. For some reason, I, I did Skype video on this one. I kept it on, and I, and I forgot that I, that it. Uh, first of all, it takes the buffering on it is terrible. And this was on my old laptop. I've actually shot that old laptop with. Uh, I put out a video on that. I don't know if you saw that, but I it was it was fun shooting the crap out of it. Uh, put it out of its misery, but. Um, yeah, it's it's got some buffering issues. Uh, I I had to be on my earbud, and so I sound worse than they do. Actually, they sounded a whole lot better on, on this episode. So the audio on this one isn't going to be um, as good as it normally is. But uh, you know, it's not bad. It's just you know, if you if you if you see you know if you, if you listen to it and you're like, well, why does it sound different? Well, that's why. So anyway, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. So. Uh, man, what else am I going to mention? Oh, of course, you know, this, uh, this episode, of course, uh, brought to you in part by the push, push archery, pusharchery.com. So, um, I've actually been using that, um, uh, uh, the, the, um, the, the alpha pack, the hip quiver when I go to the range, it's been pretty handy. You know, if I go and I'm testing something and, uh, you know, I don't want to, you know, if I want to bring, let's say, I don't know, like a baggie full of, uh, different tip weights and things like that, or broadheads or whatnot, you know, uh, typically I've been, you know, carrying like a backpack, but I mean, you don't need all that, just a whole backpack just for like a, a couple little things. Well, this thing's coming super handy instead of just shoving that stuff in your pocket, you know, in your cargo pants pocket and having them, you know, bounce around in there or potentially dig into you, you know, or anything like that. Then I just kind of put them in the, in the, um, alpha pack. It's worked out. It's worked out great. It's, it's, uh, I've actually used that way more than, than originally, like when this thing came out, you know, um, and I didn't have one. I'm like, eh, I don't know how much use, use I would have for something like that. But man, it, it's coming, it's coming super, super handy. So I'm, I'm pretty, uh, pretty jazzed about that. So, um, go check that out. They've got the Ridge Runner, uh, pack as well. I have, uh, I, I, I don't know anything about that one just yet, but, uh, go check it out. And of course, go check out the, uh, the courses, uh, that are offered through the Push Archery Center of Knowledge. Um, great information out there for you guys and, um, just lots of coaching, lots of just awesome, awesome coaching that, um, man, it's, it's going to benefit any, anybody. So anyway, I've rambled on, uh, rambled on long enough here. So before I let you guys go, please remember to like, share, and subscribe, uh, all of these episodes go to the bow hunting soul youtube channel oh, by the way go ahead and check out um uh, no stress kitchen as well that's the one i kind of do on the side with my daughter here and there you know we put out some cooking videos and things like that no stress kitchen go check it out i'd really appreciate if you guys give that a follow too on youtube uh and on instagram it's just it's just some fun yeah, f- fun stuff but um yeah that's pretty much it so hopefully uh hopefully you guys are going to be able to get out i know a lot of seasons also open up uh just like minnesota does the end of this coming weekend so by the time you guys hear this uh or you you know you're, you're coming up on season or your season's already started and wishing you guys the best of luck so all right without any further ado here is my interview with saint joe Riverbows. off of my street too awesome fantastic you guys good there yep okay so we're 28, 28 minutes into uh, trying to get get hooked up here, and we finally have Tracy and David Bolowski from St. Joe River Bows on the Bow Hunting Polk Bow Hunting Soul Podcast. Guys, thanks for jumping through all those hoops. You guys have to download Skype. We we had to figure out Zoom, which doesn't work on my on my phone. It works on your computer. So thanks thanks for doing this. Oh, no problem. No problems, but 
you know, this is what really happens when traditional bow hunting Neanderthals try to use technology. It's just the way it is. I think you guys did a fantastic job because, uh, yeah, trying, trying to walk some people through the whole Skype thing is kind of, uh, I've been through that before too. So this actually went relatively smoothly. So, um, of course I'm on my phone, um, and I'm on an earbud. So if, if uh, this sounds different, that's probably why I'm usually on, usually on a headset, but I was telling you guys, so I finally got a, a different laptop and, um, haven't had a chance to, you know, move over files and, and, and apps and all that stuff over there to get the stuff going. But this, this is probably the impetus to do that because I tried to get zoom going for 15 minutes before we even started. And my computer would just like lock up and, and do nothing. So we're finally here. We're finally talking and, uh, really appreciate it guys. So, um, you know, you, you guys, you, you know, you, you've been around, um, the traditional world, I guess, for, you, you said how long ago for 14 years? 14, 15 years you guys started doing this? We, we're we we're going on 14 years now, definitely. That's okay, hard so, to It's gone fast. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, but to me, like, I'm a relative newcomer. I'm about, like, five five years, maybe maybe touching on six into this, right? So um, even in that short amount of time, like, you guys are one of the names that pops up as, um, like, established. You know what I mean? When you get in, you kind of hear about brands and, and boyers and people and that kind of stuff. So, um, hey, I think that's that's pretty amazing. I mean, even, you know, in the, to, to me, 14 years is a short time to be doing something, you know, um, something that takes as much, like, talent. So, um, I, I mean, what 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 got you into into wanting to, to build bows? Well, that was make a business of out of it anyway. <laughs> okay, it's a long story, but I'll try to shorten it up a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> we had um, been kicking around the compound archery world for quite a while, shooting bows, hunting, having a lot of fun. A friend of ours was doing trad bows, and he invited us to the traditional archery expo in Kalamazoo one January when you know hunting season's over. There's nothing to do, so off we went. And that just kind of got us hooked a little bit. And we kind of picked up, I picked up a secondhand bow. David already had an old boat uh, that he'd gotten as a teenager. Um, he pulled it out of the basement and we got flinging. But really, um, nothing really fit my teeny weeny little hands. And so we got shopping around a little bit. And he was looking for a, a, a custom bow. And we got talking to the boyer at St. Joe River Bows. And it turned out he was building bows right around the corner from us, practically. And so um, I asked if I could just hang out in the workshop with him and learn how this was done. And the next thing I knew, uh, we built David a bow. We built a couple other bows. We built me a bow. And I got interested in it mostly because I, I, I just loved the idea of woodworking, but customizing things to fit people. And I got hooked. And uh, Dick kept talking about how he wanted to retire. And next thing I knew, we owned, we are, we owned St. Joe River <laughs> Bows. We started building bows in what was our two-car garage. And uh, 14 years later, we're still building bows. In the two-car garage. <laughs> <laughs> we, 
which we jokingly so, call the St. Joe River Bows World Headquarters and Metroplex. You know, you, you can you can judge up anything with the title. You know, <laughs> I can say I'm the CEO of uh, Bow Hunting Soul, but I mean, you know, when we were doing video earlier here, you can see I'm doing this in my basement. So <laughs> you could you could do anything. Did you um, did you did either one of you have like a desire for woodworking and stuff or like being creative, working with your hands like before before this? Both of us, actually. David's incredibly handy with power tools and such, but I've done woodworking a little bit on and off all my life. Learned woodworking with both of my grandpas when I was growing up, even. Um, both of them um, had work, uh, workshops, and uh, my grandpa Wickham, in particular, worked with Osage. Um, he used to make all sorts of things, including uh, Osage fishing poles, and... Um, that's just something that has always appealed to me. Um, to me, a lot of what we're doing is very much art and uh, wood carving. Yeah, I, I suppose. Like I, like my dad has a really, you know, really good gift for woodworking. He does some like really like high end. You know, I mean, it, he doesn't sell any of his stuff, but I mean, but he's you know, he's retired. He's bored, so he makes a lot of stuff. I didn't inherit that gene. Um, so when I see someone that can actually not hack up a piece of wood and come up with, <laughs> with, with a working, you know, with working art, it's, it's pretty, um, uh, it's pretty impressive to me. You know, yep. um, I, I think we're all kind of either blessed or not blessed with certain gifts and, uh, you know, it, 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 it shows, it comes out, you know what I mean? So, um, yep. so how, how is it divided up? um between you guys there like tracy I, I mean i know like you're are you like the head boyer um or do you guys do you guys split it up evenly how, how does it work with you two well really yeah she does probably 90 80 percent of it i mean all the main she sets up what's going to get laid up what we're going to put together um i work still have a full-time job that i do so when i come home she has a whiteboard a list for me you know <laughs> cut these lambs cut this rough wood get this wood out you know i do all the you know, a lot of the physical stuff. I do the equipment repair, but when it comes to the uh, putting the bows together, and then when the bows are put together, glued together, she does all the shaping, all the getting the bows to weight, all the work and the detail work on each individual. And then it comes back to me for spraying the bow finish. Yeah, it's you know, honestly, it's this is my full time job, and he has his own full time job, but then. At the end of his long work day, then he comes home and oh, puts in more time with me. <laughs> By the way, here's your second, here's your second job. No, absolutely. It, it was it was kind of funny, um, not not in, in a good way actually. Like so, you you built my daughter a bow. Um, mm-hmm. So that we were just shooting it again yesterday actually too, and uh, she's still coming to terms with you know the whole uh, um, it not because we had one of her like the really cheapy like like fiberglass kind of compoundy you know look at bows for little wheels and stuff so she was used to the whole like pullback and it stops right um this one so she's still but she's getting the hang of like having the arrow not fall off the shelf and mm-hmm. yeah it's a whole learning process for them once they get used to it though you know the the youth bows for me are kind of like icing on the cake for the whole process you know when we first started building bows it was just uh, the classic models that we 
um, started with, and that's all um, all the original Boyer uh, and originator of St. Joe River bows, Craig Potter, ever made was the classic long bows and recurves. Down the road, we kind of recognized a need for bows for the whole family. But building the working with the youth, that's where I get my energy and joy back. Um, that feeds the beast of the artistic because the kids just have so much joy. Um, okay, we all good? Yep. Yes. I think I lost you guys when you were talking about um, uh, when you were making uh, kids' bows, that is something you get, it's a little bit something special. Um, all right. Um, not really sure what you got of that or where I left off even. Um, well, I was saying that you made a, um, yeah, I'm saying that you made it, um, a bow for my daughter recently for her birthday. And, uh, she's, you know, she's, she's learning how to shoot it. She had one of the kind of little chintzier, like little compound looking ones or whatever. And, um, I, I, you were starting to say that, um, I think when you, you, it was really like a passion of yours that when you see the kids like take to it, um, and then I lost you. Okay. So, you know, it was um, kind of a uh, little bit of serendipity how we, we got into making youth bows. Um, at first, um, like I said, St. Joe River bows was just all adult bows. And, but, um, couple customers requested that we make a youth bow and that turned into something quite special um, working with the kids and getting the bows into the kids hands um, seeing the joy that they have with archery um, giving back to the archery community that feeds my passion that feeds the artistic side of me as well because the kids are just full of this amazing energy and joy when they shoot. But as we got doing a few of the youth bows, it kind of built and built and built until it became part of our staple. And now, of course, we try to have bows for the whole family because um, a whole family shooting together, now that's even better than just the youth shooting and the dads shooting or, or whatever. So we, now we get these whole families together and they have um, this amazing experience of sharing their love of archery with each other and in a, a setting where that promotes family relations, communication, and togetherness it's it, it's turned into this great boldness it really is yeah so i mean what what would you say like how, how many um as far as percentage wise you know like what would be the split um between because i know you guys built a lot of youth bows um as well and i and i mean and, and when someone talks about um oh i want to get my my you know son daughter whatever into traditional archery Right, you guys kind of come up near the top of the list all the time. 
there's other there's other boys that make kind of youth stuff. I know like South Cox makes like like youth bows and stuff, and um, I'm trying to think of a few others, but but not many. But you're kind of you guys are kind of like known for it, you know. So what would what would you say like like percentage wise that you get? You know, well, we probably build three youth bows for every adult bow that we make. However, wow. however, they are a very low profit item um, in mm. comparison. So, um, whereas we build quite a lot more youth bows than we do adult bows, the adult bows are more profitable. Th- those are our bread and butter. So. Um, but the youth bows are what builds archery, though, in the archery community for the future. So we look at it as more than a business. The youth bows are what builds the future for archery. And that is very, very important to us. So whether it's low profit or not, we're going to keep building them. No, that, that's fantastic. I mean, it's, it's definitely uh, you know, a way of, of, of giving back, I think, because uh, they, they are very affordable. Um, you know, like I said, I got one hanging on the wall there, and uh, it's, they're, you know, they're very well made. They're definitely, you know, much better upgrade from the, you know, the little fiberglass stuff you find, you know, hanging in Walmart kind of, you know what I mean? It's, it's a quick step up, and it makes, um, it, it's that special factor, you know, uh, that, when, when, when you tell someone, like when I was telling my daughter, I'm like, okay, well, you know, like, I need this for you and uh, the custom bow, like like daddy's custom bows, you know. So it, it kind of also instills that, um, uh, that, that that feeling of quality that I don't think you get in today's society much with, like, disposable everything, you know what I mean? Um, Absolutely. Not kids buy or, or is bought for them. You well, there's know, several that's, things that's like, that hey, when this we, is meant to last you and it's not disposable. When we started building the youth bows, yeah. yep. the first thing that we looked at was using all of the same quality materials that we do in the adult bows and also making sure that the youth bows are tillered properly, radiused on the shelf, and are tuned to shoot well for the kids because um, if they don't shoot well, like some of the, there's nothing wrong with a lot of the the other products on on the on the market in general. They will get get you where you need to go to the certain. But when a child has real success shooting, then they fall in love with archery and they stick with archery. So having it be a good shooting quality bow hat was was our goal from from start to finish, as well as using materials that are produced right here in the United States. Yeah, I mean, I, I was very impressed. I mean, um, not that I was expecting anything different, but when it showed up, it's, it's uh, um, you know, j- just because it happens to be like a kid's bow, um, it doesn't mean that inferior you know, materials have to be used in it. Build quality has to be uh, put into it. So it was, it was very impressive, and it was it was kind of funny. This this is a good thing, by the way. Um, I, uh, I I was trying to hype up like my girl's ten. She just turned ten back in, in June, right? So I was trying to hype up the whole, uh, you know, like uh, this this um, this woman named Tracy built this for you. <laughs> and, and you know, she 
and her, you know, the company and this like, wow you know like a woman builds this and you know could turn to do a whole girl power thing but i guess she she was like oh that's great but it wasn't as big as impact as i thought it was going to make which is a good thing because it means in this day and age that she already knows women can do everything <laughs> or can do anything you know what i mean you know that's a, a wonderful thing to see um that our young ladies today just kind of take for granted that those things are all open um, to everybody. You know, the odd thing is, is um, I had been building bows for a few years before three years before I even found out that I was an oddity. Um, I just assumed (laughs) that there were many other women building bows. Um, It just never occurred to me that there weren't. Um, So that's a lovely thing, though, that our society has moved forward with. It's it's a good thing. How how many times do you get you get phone calls and from people, or does it happen and say, "Hey, I want to talk to the head." Like when you answer, "Oh, I want (laughs) to talk to the lawyer," (laughs) you know, Um, and and there's silence. Like, no, I am the lawyer. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) that that happens almost weekly. Yeah. these uh not as used to um but uh uh, quite often um you know if somebody has picked up our phone number from some of our magazine advertising um they will frequently think that they've just gotten um uh the girl friday or the wife um and and that's okay uh, most of the time, once they find out that, and, and once they find out that I'm I'm doing most of the work, um, most of them are really good with that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're not too bad. So um, let's get into talking about some of your other models then. Let's, let's kind of go through them. Um, as you guys, go ahead. Well, we, we, we originated, it started with just the classic models, um, classic Lombo and the classic recurve. Um, and then we wanted more. So the first thing we did is, and it actually came from hunting experience, I went, we need something shorter. So we came up with the 56 inch tor- 54 and 56 inch torrent recurve. Um, then we added the youth bow. The torrent, the torrent design, the torrent recurve design, all David's idea, all David's prototyping, all David's engineering. Anyway, and that was so we could have a shorter bow, shorter, smaller, shorter riser, longer working limbs for somebody who wanted a shorter bow, but yeah, needed more draw length. So um, that was the idea behind that. And then we did the youth bow, and then we came up with the torrent longbow the same idea a couple of lengths variations available in that but yet a shorter longbow where people could work in hunting blinds or different situations and we also found too that a lot of newer people coming from the compound world like shorter bows more than longer bows so we were trying to fill that market and get something again for everybody and including the ladies like a lot of the ladies like the torrent because it is a little lighter weight too so physical weight physical weight and you know the thing is is that um those torrent models have that shorter riser longer working limb even though they're a a shorter bow and 
That works really well. They draw really well, though, to 30 and 31 inches for, for those draw lengths. So those bigger guys that want something shorter, it accommodates that. But the classic fills a lot of needs as well. Um, that longer riser, shorter working limb gives more kinetic energy. So there's kind of, there, there's a fit for everybody's needs. So the, uh, the, the torrent then, what, what's the longest size that's, or longest uh, uh, length that, that, that it's uh, muffered in? Uh, the torrent recurve, we do them in a 54 inch and a 56 inch. In the long bow, we have from 56 to okay. 60. Okay, and and now the classic takes over from there with with bigger riser. You said, and and that how what does that go to like 62, 64, sure. something like that? Or? Well, in both the recurve and the long bow, they're from 58 to 64. Okay, okay. Um, any difference in other than a riser height? Any difference in like 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 limb angles or anything like that, or uh, are they just like a bigger version of each other? Yep. Yep. In the uh, yeah, in the recurve especially, you notice they're angled back a little bit more. Um, even that little 56 inch recurve easily draws the 31 inches, um, and very smoothly, and no issue with that. Um, but overall, the base curvature of the limbs with the recurves, the base um, reflex deflex on the longbows, they're very similar. Um, they all have they all have a forward handle flat limb design as well um and they all have a very classic saint joe look and classic saint joe performance yeah you know i've i've never shot one of your bows um but uh, you know in, anybody's any working and you need to fix it i know but i I do know we're in love with them. Like, I mean, I know um, the whole story with, uh, like, uh, Nick, you, you know, and, stuff. Um, you know, I, I just, uh, I, I know the history of, the, of some of these things, and they're just, you know, they, they kind of they kind of rave about it, you know, so. Um, and, you know, you, you guys do have, like, a very, very distinctive look. If you can spot one at, like, 30 paces, and they're like, oh, that's the same joke. You know, it's, uh, uh, it's just the riser has a certain look to it. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. They're very distinguishable. When somebody sees them, they can tell from a distance, you know, what they are usually. And, go, oh, okay, yeah. And then, of course, you've got the very distinguished emblem that's on every bow, too. So It's just that little piece de resistance. Just to give it a little blank. <laughs> and it does, though. They look so like personal bows. What, uh, what, what do you guys you guys prefer as far like models fit you guys and why well because i have a very short draw i'm a small woman i need extra kinetic energy for the hunting situation so i have chosen a classic 58 inch long bow uh, longer riser shorter working limb uh gives me that for my situation david because he has a longer draw, your favorite aunt, while he switches back and forth. I've made several bows from him, him, and sometimes he chooses a torrent, and sometimes he chooses a 62 classic. 
58 torrent or 62 classic are his choices right now he's got a 62 classic with a connection um hinge, hinge in it for two-piece takedown i might have you make me with that new model we got a new model we got a new model oh, holy. you got a new model is this is this an exclusive sure. i want to hear about it <laughs> We, we, we have a little something working. Uh, there's a couple of prototypes made, um, and our grandson's shooting one of them right now, and he's hoping to actually hunt this year with it. He's 12. So, shooting it very well. So, yeah. So, be looking be looking in the future for something. And honestly, this is, this is I wasn't sure he, I didn't know he was going to out this on this, because we haven't even released this for anybody. We're going to be calling it. You can it cut it out if you want. It's up to you. <laughs> He's like, it's out of the closet. It's out of the closet. Oh, no. Yep. Yeah, I can keep it in or cut it out. It's up to you. Here's my prediction. I'm, I'm guessing it's some sort of shorter bow. Yes. Yes, it's a 54-inch long bow. Cool, cool. That'd, that'd be 54-inch long bow. Man, see? Exclusive right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm like, oh my god! He just spit that out right here. Oh man! We will definitely have a couple. <laughs> now, now, of, now I got to talk about it. Yeah, it, there'll be a couple of them probably at the Kalamazoo Expo for people to shoot. Yes, we'll be we'll, be we'll be premiering it in January. Cool. Now, David, he also said something about takedown. Is this like a one-off thing for you, like a little special bow, or is that something you guys are going to offer uh, uh, in the future as well? Say that again. Did you say two piece? You said. Oh no, um, David! You said something about a two piece. For a long time. Yeah, two piece takedowns we've been doing. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't even know how long it's been. It's been quite a while. We actually do two models of two piece takedowns. We do the connection hinge, and we do the bow bolt. Um, so we have two offerings for that. There's pros and cons to both of those. Um, those. Uh, takedown methods and some people like one over the other so we like to offer both okay um for some reason i knew about that would you say the connect connection here is that what you call it the that second hand. one connection hand. yeah okay for some reason i i knew i completely forgot i didn't know you guys did the bowl bolt system too but um yeah mm -hmm. I, I typically don't see a lot of uh uh takedown stuff so um yeah is that uh is, is that pretty popular for you guys I mean, yes, very much yeah. so. Yeah. Actually, we just finished a mobile takedown. We're spraying finish on it right now. One of the reasons why the two-piece takedowns or takedown bows have become so very, very popular, is, especially, is um, shipping. Um, any type of shipping outside mm. of the United States um, on a full-length bow has become incredibly expensive. Um, and it's actually, um, you can pay for... Uh, the extra expense of a of a takedown bow, um, just to save and, and and save on the shipping. So, I mean, it's just one of those things. Where, um, so, a, a good deal of our customers outside of the United States will choose a two piece takedown simply because um, the savings on shipping pays for the two piece takedown. You might as well have a takedown. Yeah. No, I never thought exactly. of that. Exactly. Yeah, shipping on everything has gotten ridiculous. Even error. Oh, don't even you get know, me started I mean, on shipping. I will go oh. off on a tangent that you do not want me on. 
but anyway, I, I, can, I, can, I can imagine. Uh, um, so, still with college, so you, you got a job in the app here, Tracy's. Um, do you guys get do you get out much work in hunting season? I mean, how does that look for you guys? All right. Audio is kind of going a little haywire on us a little bit. Can you say oh, it going on? So I was saying, so since you guys are so busy, right, um, how does hunting hunting season look for you guys? Are you guys are you able to get away, or is it just like work, work, work? <laughs> we don't get away. It's not other people's uh, bows. There's no doubt that, that having a visit business in the hunting industry cuts into your hunting time. Yeah, but uh, we, we scrape out a little bit of time. Uh, we've been the last couple of years making sure we're getting time. Um, there was a couple of years we barely even hunted. Um, but uh, this year is going to be a full year. We got uh, in about two weeks, we're leaving for Ontario for two weeks for moose and bear. Moose and bear, bear and moose. And, and then we'll come back from there. We have big whitetail plans. Actually, we even got a new hunting property close to home, which so, is exciting to be on. Um, this uh, it, it's a very uh, this year we 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 are carved out. We are and it's it's hard to carve out time as when you're a small business, especially a small mom and pop business like ours. But um, you just got to do it. Moose and bear sounds pretty exciting. That's uh, that's I, I saw on your website there. Um, you guys are going to be uh, down for a couple weeks or whatever. So I figured that was a walk time to, to to go somewhere. But that that's uh, where where are you guys going to Canada or where where are you going? Yep, Ontario. Um, we're going to be hunting with Bear Creek Outfitters. Um, we've been connected with Dusty up there for probably 14, 15 years. Yeah. Um. He He's runs a yeah. He runs a great camp there in Ontario, and he knows traditional archers. He likes traditional archers. He has a bunch of traditional archers that come there every year, and he even supports Compton Traditional Bow Hunters. He's do been donating hunts to them every two years. Michigan Longbow and Michigan Longbow Association. Mm -hmm. He's donated hunts to. He's donated a hunt that'll be getting auctioned off this coming March at the Compton Big Game Classic banquet so we love um, him we obviously. love him he's a good guy good guy great camp comfortable camp i've i've heard um, yeah i've heard great great stuff of his name comes up a lot and i've heard great great stuff about about him i and just, camp. and and just in case people think that you know what david's doing the bear hunt i'm doing the moose i get the moose 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 for me <laughs> Nice. I'm, I'm so excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can tell. I can't, I can't wait to hear the stories. Well, I hope Are that you guys uh, to tell when I'm coming, coming back. Either way, though, it's going to be an adventure. It's going to, it's going to be it's going to be pretty amazing. So, um, and then when you get back, you said you're going to do uh, some whitetail, right? You got some some whitetail lined up too. Yeah. yeah, actually, the whitetail season will already open when we get back home because we'll be home on the, late on the second, and it opens the first here in Michigan. So we'll have to work a few days, but as soon as the weather's right and the wind is right and the temperatures are right, we're going to be in a tree stand. <laughs> and, and just in case 
Some of my customers that have bows pending are listening. It's all right. I will deliver on time. I really will. (laughs) 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 I'm I'm a fuss budget. Deadlines. That's uh, that's an important thing. How how far out are you guys? Like, if someone were to call up and and, uh, order a bow today, like, what, what would you tell them? I am out uh, nine months. I, I I think I have a nine month wait wow. at this time. Yeah. That and and it's and David's like looking at me, but that's because I brought, I I just moved it out a little bit so that I could have turkey season in the spring. <laughs> oh, there. there you go. <laughs> Got, gotta go. That's I'm, awesome. Um, we have not we have not had time to turkey hunt for three years, so um, I gotta gotta go. I'm go- I'm glad once here you said you know what we're we're definitely gonna carve out time we're gonna do this and uh, you know you can you can do another good product testing maybe I don't know. <laughs> mm. Oh. Right. Oh. Yep. For guys, is uh, um, when when you head out of field, right? What's you know, what are you carrying? What what, what kind of pound docking? What what works for you? What you know, arrows, broadheads, that kind of stuff. Uh, you don't have to get too tacky on it, but just just trying to get it, wrap my head around your setup there. Well, um, I'm typically shooting a fifty pound, fifty to twenty eight inch bow. Um, just wait, you know. As I, of course, as I get older, I'll probably be moving down here sometime, but. Right now, I shoot 50 at 28, and it's just what I've always shot and like. Arrows. And for arrows, we both are shooting carbons. Um, we just enjoy the uh, flexibility that they give us, you know, and the adjustability of how it, how they are, how durable they are. So, um, so we both shoot carbons. Mm-hmm. Um, Tracy shooting a 50 pound bow for her moose hunt. So <laughs> it's been quite the the challenge for me to work up for poundage for a moose hunt, but that's what I did. I am, uh, that's what the, the legal uh, hunting weight is in Ontario for moose. But um, we are both using ACE uh, two blade broadheads as well. Um, we are big fans of the ACE company. They also make our two, uh, the connection hinges for us and, uh, Bob and Jan Mayo, I gotta give them a, a call right. out because they are amazing, wonderful, good people who make awesome products. Yeah, I've uh, I, I've never handled any of these stuff, but I mean, everyone again raves about them, you know. So, um, like, I hardly get to shoot anything, so it's not like I got a lot of experience with, with any of them anyway. But um, they, they they just seem they seem right looking on the end of an arrow. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, it, 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 it has a part kind of thing, you know. So um, I, I hear you on the on the carbon thing. So I tried the uh, right here. So I had the aluminums here for a while, you know, because I, I was I was trying those. They were going to buy a dozen, whatever, from Three Rivers, that kind of thing. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'll I'll, I'll tinker with some stuff, stuff. But um, I'm back to gold to tradition because these ding so easy, they bend so easy. Um, and I really do think the carbons are, for what I do, you know, they're a little bit tougher, easier to tune, I think. Um, yeah. So I, I had my fun with the aluminum thing, but I'm right back to I'm right back to carbons too. Well, I love 
wood arrows. Um, I love the tradition behind them, but um, I am too hard on them. Um, I like to fling at squirrels from my tree stand. I like to, mm -hmm. um, and um, shattering those gorgeous wood arrows um, breaks my heart and my wallet. So <laughs> carbons uh, makes a lot more sense for um, someone like me who like who I have. Um, I cannot ignore the squirrel on the ground when I'm in my tree stand. I just cannot. Yeah. Or the squirrel in the tree or the coon in the tree or the possum. Um, so um, shattering arrows uh, was, was making my hunting not so much fun. And uh, carbons uh, solved the issue yeah. for me. So. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Um, I'm, I'm notorious for, for turning, like, any hunt, whatever it is, deer. In, if, if a squirrel walks by, it's immediately any hunt. Everything else goes out the window. I'm focused on that one. I, I just love me so much. It's, um, it's too much fun. It's just too much fun <laughs> to ignore the squirrel. You must shoot at the yep. squirrel. You just have to. <laughs> Yes, you do. Yeah, yeah, nope. They're they're made. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're made. Shaking his head, no. They're they're roving. No, no, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, so, so, so uh, maybe maybe just answer your question. There. So, what's your favorite favorite game to pursue then? Overall, um, overall. If I could hunt bear every year, I would love to do that. That's why he's hunting bear coming up. He loves hunting bear. I, I love bears. I love this. He their, loves I love it. How they are in the woods. I love seeing them up close. Um, but really, probably, but white tails are, you know, I've done for how many years is it now? Okay. 50, 45 years. Don't you dare age me. Oh my gosh. You just, just told me. <laughs> 45 plus no. years I've been bear whitetail hunting, so obviously, you know, whitetails hold a special place in their heart. Uh, it's it's easy sure. for me. Um, whatever I'm going to be hunting next, that's my favorite. Um, my, my, my favorite color changes weekly, and my favorite animal to hunt changes all the time. And right now it's moose. I want moose. I want it really, really bad. <laughs> really bad i can understand if i was if i was going on a moose hunting in, in the next two weeks i'd probably be in, in your in your boots too so <laughs> so um you guys you guys have been at this for for quite a while right so has your has your like i i don't know what your guys' shooting styles are how you know if you aim not aim and stick to all that stuff has, has has the way you shot a bow changed at all over the years um you know you, you can you can take that any way you want, I suppose, like, like how you shoot or if it's changed at all. I mean, go. No, not really. Pretty much the when I, I was self-taught, my uh, brother and I, when well, I was 12, he would have been 17. We bought our bows. You know, nobody hunted that we knew of with bows. We just decided that's what we were going to do. And we kind of self-taught and pretty much the way I shot then and the way I taught myself then, I 
continue to do today. I mean, you know, there's probably some minor adjustments in it. He's an instinctive shooter. Totally instinctive, you know, mm -hmm. probably a little bit of a snap shooter. I get people say it shouldn't be, but that's the way it works for me. So I think the only change he's made over the years is he used to uh, shoot split finger and now he's three under. Yeah. But um, uh, I am also an instinctive shooter. Um, I think probably the only uh, the only changes I've made is that I'm more face forward to the target than I used to be. Um, I used to have quite the distinctive compound style of shooting in, in my traditional shooting. Because um, I had shot, uh, that's how I learned archery was compound. Um, so I had mm -hmm. quite a lot of that in my shooting at the beginning. And um, now I'm, I'm much more face forward and uh, shoot very much like Fred Aspel teaches. Okay. As far as getting a qu uh, quick shot off or, or um, like I'm, I'm guessing you, you don't hold very, you know, very long, long or whatever. Yeah. Just pick, pick, pick uh, a spot, you know, heavy can kind of thing. I like, I, I very much, um, I have kind of a little mantra like a lot of people do. Um, it has to do with breathing. Um, Inhaling as I draw, exhale as I hit my anchor, and um, I call it at, in my head. Um, it's it's very much um, to um, kill whatever it is that I'm aiming at with my eyes, and um, and then released as I hit anchor. It's uh, if. Um, if I execute all of those things properly, it works really well for me. But um, instinctive archery is very much a mental game. And it does require a, a disciplined mind to execute properly. And um, yeah. some days I am not... Um, disciplined um actually many days I'm, I'm not as disciplined in my mind as i would like to be but i like how archery focuses me and uh, with the regular daily shooting it gets that mental discipline is good for you um it's hard to explain some people call it an archery zen so as you execute your mantra, as you go through your motions of the shooting and you focus on each part of your task that you need to do to execute it properly, the rest of the world kind of falls away and those cares and anxieties, um, the niggling things that are, that are eating at you, those things kind of recede, and as the archery progresses and the arrows hit the target, and you hear that thump, and you go through those, you go through those whole those steps, then your mind comes into this focused area where it's just you. And the bow and the arrow flight and the flight as the arrow goes and hits the target and 
to me, it's a, a clearing of everything else. I bet you found it's the same for you. A lot of I talk yeah. to a lot of archers and a lot of people who shoot regularly. Uh, they they talk about this mental focusing, um, and I think it's one of the things that draws us all to archery. Um, because you shoot so many and you shoot summer bows and things like that too, right? Does that mess you up at all? Or how you shoot your own bow, arches, like pictures, or any of that stuff? Does that mess with you or no? You just like oh, yeah. going through the emotions of shooting and it keeps you tuned up. That's actually one of the, the huge challenges I've had since starting to build bows um, is that um, your, your bow um, becomes an extension of who you are. Your, it's your part of your, uh, your, your, it's, it's you, it's, it's not a, so when you're shooting a bunch of different bows, um, it, it does mess with your, uh, mojo with your bow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm just curious. I mean, some people can jump back and forth, you know, uh, bow to bow to bow, style to style. And then mm-hmm. others are like, you know, you know, be, be you know, be, you were a man with one bow or one rifle kind of thing. He probably knows how to shoot it. Um, so uh, just curious, just different takes, you know. Yeah. Well, um, a comment that I heard from Rod Jenkins, which, you know, great shooter that he is and teacher of shooting. He said, somebody asked him about, you know, what bow he shot best. He goes, it's the one I've shot the longest. That's why he sticks with one bow mm-hmm. type one thing because he shoots better when he shoots something that's very familiar to him Steve it's better at switching up uh, shooting sure. than I am he he, he uh, is able to um, he's able to just do that he, he's one of those people that picks and he can even pick up a lefty bow and test shoot it and and then pick up his bow and he's fine but lefty shooting's ugly though but I can get it. <laughs> well, it's not as ugly as mine. Um, if I test shoot the lefty bows, there's holes in the walls. <laughs> oh, not, you know, I never thought of the lefty bows. Yeah, I, I don't know how I would. How, how do you handle that? How? That's that's just hand the bow to David's how I handle that. <laughs> oh, you're lefty, David? No, 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 I'm not. I'm right-handed. He's right-handed, but he does better with lefty shooting than I do. So. Oh, yeah, you know, I I was trying, so my daughter's left-handed, right? So I was trying to show her a couple things on on the bow you built for her the other day, and I'm like, this is weird. I I don't don't know how to turn it. I don't know how to cant it. For for some of us, the idea of trying to do anything left-handed, we're so goofy, it's not even funny. And <laughs> then there's these people. It was, uh, yeah, it was all ambidextrous, and it's no No, it's like um. So so, so speaking of um, like the people getting into this, or uh, you know, let's say like not kids, but like like grown-ups or whatever, and they're they're buying a bowl from. Let's say it's one of the first bows, maybe. What's what's like some of the like maybe one of the things let's say that um, that you find they have the biggest hurdles with 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 picking up and shooting a traditional bow. What what, what are you seeing? 
honestly, I think probably um, it's that most of the time um, they aren't in a, a, a situation where they can shoot many different bows to find the one that actually fits them. So a lot of times uh, yeah. the biggest hurdle is these days and in our post COVID world, um, everybody wants to buy um, off the rack uh, to a bit degree, but um, if you can shoot more bows, um, and and even my bows, I with the variety that we have, I may not it may not fit them. So if you can go to some place where there are several styles of bows to shoot, but finding the bow that fits your hand is 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 a true key, and finding a bow. Uh, so for newbies, having the patience and finding that bow to fit their hand, see if the grip fits your 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 bow hand proper, you know, and everybody's different, the bow will be the same shot after shot after shot. And you won't have to feel like you need to to grip it or uh, which, of course, then can cause all sorts of torquing issues or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so. Um, Finding a bow to fit the hand is probably the biggest challenge. Yeah, uh, good point about, you know, yeah, you can't just go and, and try these things. If, even at a local archery shop, if you make it there, you know, they're not going to have your bows. They're not going to have other custom bows. They might have, have like, uh, you know, four or five Samic stages sitting there or, you know, variations thereof or whatever. Yeah. But they don't uh, um, experience different styles, um, lengths. Uh, designs yeah. that kind of stuff so um yeah I, I find that people do a lot, lot of there's, there's there's a lot of facebook um buy and sell group action going on for, for a lot of people you know some trading bows back and forth just to find the right one i mean unfortunately, unless you can make it to one of these shoots um you know or yeah. rendezvous or that kind of stuff where you can try out these things yeah and there's so few archery shops anymore um and, and never have been a lot but um, those and those who carry traditional archery are even fewer and far between. Mm -hmm. And if you do find a shop that is carrying traditional archery items, they seldom have anybody on staff that even knows how to string them, let alone to, to, to help you choose a good oh, one. Wow. So it, that's a, a difficult situation. Um, we will get people. We actually even had it yesterday. Um, uh, people who uh, drive many, many hours to come to our shop, even though it's just a dusty workshop where we build bows in our what used to be our two-car garage, but they will drive hours sometimes to come here to shoot bows and be fitted for a bow because it is so hard to find um, that kind of customization. Custom service, even. So, one of the biggest things, too, you know, like you'll see on Facebook or somebody will ask a question, well, what's a good bow to start? Well, it's the bow that you shoot well. And the only way to do that is get out and shoot a larger number of bows, whether you go to Compton Rendezvous, ETAR, um, 
the high country shoot in Colorado, there's some shoots all over the country. And there's usually some, two, three bowyers. Even at some of the small shoots, there's a bowyer there. Get out there, shoot yeah. as many bows as you can. Find one that fits what you like. Find one that fits your style of shooting that you like to do. Because that's why there's so many different styles of bows, because there's so many different ways to shoot, and people like to shoot different ways. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, again, that's, that's kind of the tough part. But, um, I don't know. I think I think people eventually, you know, sooner or later, they they, they kind of come around to, to what they like. Is like the, the trick I think is just to like stick with it long enough, and it can take yes. years, right? Because um, it can take then it comes up on I don't know uh, marketplace, Facebook, whatever. It's like okay, I want to try that. And you got to get shipped and this and that, and they shoot it and they, they you know learn it, get on with it, tune it, that kind of thing. And after well, this isn't. I want to try something. So I want to try a different style. And that, that's not a quick thing, you know, the whole shipping back and forth and spending some time with yep. it and, um, you know, learning its nuances. Uh, you know, I like a longer bow. I don't like a long bow. This kind of grip. I don't like that kind of grip. And then you kind of whittle away at the things that you, you try. And then you just get narrow and narrow in your, in your uh, parameters for what you're looking for. And then hopefully, you, you know, you, you find that, you know. And you end up with a wall full of bows, which is not a bad thing. Or you do a lot of... Uh, trading and swapping and stuff you know so but yeah i think you have to commit to you have to commit to this, this journey for i think many many years you know it's not going to be a quick like magic uh you know you hold your hand out, out and the perfect bow just like you know flies right into your hand out of nowhere it just doesn't happen i think sometimes um our our society um uh it's kind of a trend right now for people to want to just have a quick and easy everything. Um, we've lost kind of the concept of uh, having satisfaction and fun mm -hmm. with working for something. And traditional archery is incredibly rewarding, incredibly fun but it does require a certain amount of commitment and work um there are some people that pick it right up and they're they're just naturals and then there's some of us like me who have to work at it a little bit more and at the same time that uh, commitment and work that you put into it is yours you, when you have the success and when you have the arrow flight that you need to accomplish and you accomplish that task, that's you. You did that. Um, that yeah. built, uh, and for kids, this builds self-esteem in a way that is really, really beneficial. And uh, for, I, I can't stress enough uh, sticking with it through, and it doesn't really take that long. I mean, it doesn't necessarily, I mean, did my first bow work out for me? Oh, no. Um, neither did my second. Of course, I was um, picking up some second hand bows, which, by the way, is an excellent thing to do to start with. 
to see what fits you if you're on a limited budget. Um, uh, third bow did a little bit better. And my fourth bow definitely worked out great because I built it for myself. But uh, it, it's, um, I, I think our society is, is kind of lacking in the understanding of work being a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we, could, we could talk for hours on that. I don't want <laughs> to get off on that tangent. Yeah, that's disgusting to me. But um, yeah, I mean, I think you hit it there. I think archery, especially for ch children, you know, traditional archery, I think is um, about as you know antithesis to or antithetical, whatever the word would be, to um, something like like Minecraft, <laughs> you know, or like video games and stuff. And my daughters and all that too. You know what I mean? So we're, it, it's tough trying to. Uh, raise raise his child today, and it's like okay, well they've got all these, and we have distractions too, but I think they have more these days. Um, you know, between the electronic world and then the natural world, you know. So, so, but you know, I'm 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 glad that there's people like you, you know, putting across that help, uh, you know, that, that help kind of bridge that gap, you know. No, well, that's part of our joy is helping to bridge that gap and. Uh, be there getting the pictures from the kids, you know, when they've gotten their new bow or seeing them shoot their first arrow. Yeah. Being um, parts of organizations who have that same goal in mind. For instance, the Michigan Longbow Association goes and sets up training things at different events around the state. Um, Compton's who big part of their focus is the youth and the youth events at the Compton Rendezvous. Michigan um, traditional bow Michigan hunters traditional with their last bow campaign, which gets bows into newbies' hands. Kids who need a bow and don't have no way of doing it. Um, yeah. Being parts of those organizations is very fulfilling. Um, helping out, supporting, and giving, and it helps us. It's a way of giving back to the traditional archery. It gives us an outlet to help and give back to the community that gives to us. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of, asking my daughter, wanted uh, she wanted to talk to you guys to meet to meet the fellows, whatever, real quick. If she wants to say hi. I'm sorry. What? Let me do. Uh, let me switch this to. Oh, hang on. There. Are you there? Are you guys still there? Yes. Oh, hold on. Hang on. Speaker. Sorry, phone. Okay, can you guys hear me? Yep. Mm -hmm. There we go. Oh, I said I was just gonna go grab my daughter real quick because she wanted to go and uh, and meet the meet the people who oh, built her boat. Awesome. Go grab her. See where she is. Hey, Audrey, you want to come down real quick? Yeah. Come on down. In come on down. <laughs> <laughs> Come on down. Okay. Don't need that one. Hello. This is Audrey with the wild hair. <laughs> hey, Audrey. I have wild hair too. Thanks. So that's Tracy. <laughs> that's Dad. 
Hi, hon. for you. Thanks. So we were shooting yesterday, right? You're getting a lot better. I'm getting a lot better with the bow. I knew you would. Yeah. Do you shoot? I do. And I enjoy it a lot. So Good what's luck. your favorite thing to shoot at? Mm-hmm. What's your favorite thing to shoot at? Well, it's right now just target. So we're just target. doing just the big, the big target bales. So yeah. we consider it a win when, you know, we hit the four by four bale and it sticks. Yeah. Yeah. But you shot, you shot from a platform too. You shot down a little bit, right? You shot down, yeah. down angles and stuff. So I shot down angles with the compound bell. Yep. And you did, you did one with this one yesterday. You put it all, you figured it out. You did it sideways and. Oh. Wow. Yeah. It's and like really brave it's to go. It's easy to do other targets, like when you're standing. It's like sh easy to shoot. Like when my, when I got close to it, one of the arrows, it went downwards and not even uh -huh. going into the target. When I was really really close to it. <laughs> That's okay. He's got to pull back harder, and it's gonna stick, right? I pulled all the way. What the these muscles? Yeah. Sometimes it's I'm, just a little harder when you're doing something that's a little different because, yes. yeah, because, you know, that changes how your brain learn, has learned to do the task. So sometimes we have to teach our brain to do things a little bit differently. So yep. it's called muscle memory. And you are going to figure it out and you're going to rock it. And be careful when you're pulling back a string so you don't let it go. Otherwise, I could snap the string. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can't have, you, can, you got to have an arrow on there. You got to have right. an arrow. All right. Anyway, so. You are very careful with your bow. I am. That's my daughter. She's learning to shoot. We're having fun. So thank you for building the bow. Yeah, thank right. you. All right. You oh, can go back upstairs. So I'll be up in a minute. <laughs> All right. I'll be, I'll be up. All right. And we'll put the back in. There we go. All right. Adorable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was that was wonderful. Thank you. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's um I, yeah. I, I can't I even tell you how much fun the um, kids were. Man. That's yeah, it's it's uh, it's fun. It's fun. Um uh like get it, you know what I mean? Slowly, and it's it's, it's hard to it's hard to uh, kind of be hands off a little bit, have them them figure it out on their own, you know. Try not to be too much of a coach, you know, especially when it comes from like mom, mom or dad. It, it, it doesn't work. They, some of the stuff they just got to figure it on their own. So, you know. So um, yeah. okay, we're over an hour here. We can probably like wrap this up a little bit. So, in, anything else you guys want to talk about? Honestly, um, uh, I don't think we. I, I don't think we, I think we should quit while we're ahead because you know, she was the clear highlight of the whole thing. <laughs> oh, so oh, much. Yeah, fun. Sorry, you, you broke you broke up there a little bit. No, that's yeah. We've I think our connections kind of loot degrading or something a little bit. But I was just saying that. Yeah. So uh, nothing I can say can top anything that, that we just did because she's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm glad, you guys, uh, glad you guys got the talk. So, okay. So um, how, how can everyone get a hold of you if they want, they want to see Joe Riverboat? How, do they, how would they contact you with uh, 
um, all the info. Awesome. Well, uh, we have a website that is stjoeriverbows.com. You can Google us. We come right up. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. And uh, we have our, our massive uh, media blitz on that. But you can also call me. 517-617-3658 is my number. And I answer my phone most days or I get right back to you as soon as I can. Yeah, I, I can definitely vouch for that. So anyway, thanks guys for reviews. I appreciate it. We had some original uh, tech issues and all that stuff, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad we got the talk. I've been wanting to do this one, wanting to do this one for a while. So, uh, we got the talk and, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I just look forward to watching her grow with this bow and, you know, maybe upgrade down the line, too. Sounds good. All right, thank you for your time. Yeah, yeah thanks, guys. I appreciate it. All right, everybody, yeah, thanks for listening. So make sure to check out. Uh, give Tracy a call. She does answer her phone, believe me. She's very quick on the emails and the phone calls and stuff and uh, great lineup. And so uh, with that said, I'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks a lot.